0: Listen, have you ever felt like your creative gifts and talents could literally change the world? Like you're so good at what you do and you have all this potential, all this creative just mojo and juice. And you're like, oh, I have so much to offer the world. But for some reason you are struggling to make money doing what you do. Have you ever felt like that? You might be in that situation right now listening to this podcast or watching this video you got your friends and family looking at you crazy because they like look hey you been saying you wanted to do this for a living but you ain't making no living so today First, I wanna tell you that you're not alone and you're not crazy, especially as a creative person. I've, I can definitely say that I've been there many times myself. Some days I still get there, to be honest. But today, for that reason, I wanna share my tips for creating a more vibrant creative career while avoiding being a starving artist, right? Finding some ways to put some money in your pocket so that you can keep doing your art and enjoy a thriving healthy and fulfilled creative life. All right? I'm excited about this episode. Let's get into it. Get up, get crazy. back to the Godframe show the podcast where we share stories and lessons to help you get unstuck and back to making art that moves the world my name is Godframe. i'm your host and i'm so glad you've tuned in today listen i think today's topic is one that is very near and dear to my heart one because i live it i have lived it on various levels but two i think I designed this podcast for creative people. If you want to be more specific, Christian creative people, because I am a believer of Jesus Christ. I am a Christian. So a lot of what I bring to the table, a lot of what I'm helping you think through not only relates to creative art and business, but, you know, being a Christian or a person of faith in the creative world. Now granted, obviously, I know there's going to be some people listening who are not of any particular faith, maybe of no faith at all. And that's okay. You're welcome here, too. Ain't no judgment. I'm not out here trying to preach, you know what I'm saying, trying to shove my beliefs down your throat. But I will say that a lot of what I have to say comes from that perspective because that's the life I live. And so when it comes to this topic of, of being a starving artist or rather trying to avoid being a starving artist, I know how that feels. And I know a lot of and I know that if you're listening to this, you've either lived through this before and you've managed to make it out of starving artist land into other land we call the one where you make money, <laughs> or you may be there now and maybe you are identifying yourself as a starving artist. Maybe you are someone who has all kinds of gifts and talents and you're actually good at what you do. Because that's a whole other thing. Like you could... You might be a starving artist because you are not that great at your craft. That's a whole other podcast episode. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking to the person. I'm talking to you. If like you got something, something deep down, something special. It's like, man, I got something here that is really something that could really change my life and my family's lives and my friends' lives. But for whatever reason, you're just not able to pull in the dollars around it right now. That's what this episode is about. And hopefully some of these tips will help you out. I'll tell you a little bit of my story. Growing up, I always wanted to be a rapper, musician, some sort of something to do with music, right? Like I I dabbled in rap and still do. Music production is probably my, my main love, if I'm honest. Music production, songwriting. And I just thought growing up, all the stories I heard were, oh, yeah, man, you're going to make it. Oh, look, there's this guy frame, there's Terrence. Like, he, he's going to make it one day. Like, you're going to be famous. You're going to tour the world. Like People would fill my head up with all this encouragement and these hopes and dreams, which I appreciated, which are all great. Helped motivate me, helped inspire me, helped me stay on this creative path from a young age. And so I really thought that I would grow up and I would be winning multiple Grammys every year, that I would be touring the world to sold out stadiums, that people would be chanting my name and screaming my songs and it would be blasting through amphitheaters and it would just be like these crazy concerts. And I was just gonna be a famous artist and or a music producer. And like, that was it. That was the path that I saw for myself. But as I went through life a little bit and got older, I realized that that may not be in the cards for me for various reasons, but. Some of them being that I didn't really necessarily put the steps in place, or I didn't necessarily take the right steps required to have a thriving career as an artist or as a producer. And coming to grips with the fact that while I do what I do, there are plenty more folks who are doing it on a much higher level who are either way better at me or have different networks and different opportunities, different resources and money behind what they do. There's all sorts of reasons, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but what i realized was the dream that i originally had wasn't necessarily realistic to what life was looking like in real life right like, have you ever felt like that maybe like you've been hoping and wishing and praying and thinking for a thing for maybe your whole life maybe since you were a little kid but then at some point you kind of realize dang, this dream is not really mapping out the way I thought it would. It's not as fulfilling or it's not as quote unquote successful as I thought it was gonna be. And so I had one of those moments a few years ago. I was like, man, like I was spending a lot of money every year or every other year making music, getting it mixed and mastered, getting music videos shot, getting photo shoots done, paying people to do graphic design, distribution services, marketing service, like all this stuff that comes with putting out albums and putting out EPs and singles, that stuff started to add up. And after a while, I was like, man, the ROI is not there. Like I'm putting out all these resources and this time and this energy and blood, sweat and tears beyond the music. There's so much that I'm putting into it, but I'm not getting much back in terms of return on my investment. Yes, there were people, and still are folks, who are like, oh my God, I'm so glad you wrote that song, or I'm so glad you put that project out. It's really encouraging to me. And I appreciate those moments, I really do. And that's part of the biggest reason why I still make music, is to encourage people. But if I was honest with myself, looking at my bank account, looking at my energy account, <laughs> looking at my sanity, Like, yo, this ain't adding up. I'm putting out way more than what I'm getting back. And honestly, it left me sad. It left me feeling depressed at times. It left me feeling hopeless. Like, yo, this is, what am I doing this for? And after kind of diving into that pool of sorrow, after a while, I started to find that there were some other ways to make the art that I love and still be able to feed my family and still be able to enjoy life as a creative person and not have this pressure of, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? So I want to dive into that a little bit. Some things that have helped me, and hopefully they'll help you to find a way to thrive in your creative career and not be this starving creator, right? You don't have to be that. There's a whole other way to do this, all right? So let's get into it. Okay, so my first tip for getting out of the trap of being the quote-unquote starving artist is to find ways to increase your income, which might sound silly, like, duh, i like, of course, like, <laughs> if you don't wanna starve or be broke, find a way to make more money. I get it, it sounds way simplified, but I wanna dive into some sub ideas, if you will, for how you can really make this happen. So the first thing I would recommend is raise your rates. Raise your rates now. If you're the type of creative person who does work for clients, or maybe you do stuff for different brands, brand partnerships, whatever it may be, if people are exchanging money in return for your services and products, then I recommend you raise your rates, especially in the service industry. And here's why. A lot of times as creative people, and especially as Christian creative people, we Tend to be so in love with the craft and so in love with the people's response that we kind of romanticize this whole idea of, oh, I don't want to charge an arm and a leg because maybe you're not confident in what you do, or maybe you just, you feel like you're doing a big service to the world. So you want to give your stuff away for free. All these thoughts that'll keep you broke, basically. (laughs) But if you look around and you do market research, you'll find a lot of times that what you may be charging for a service is astronomically lower than what The marketplace is used to. Meaning, let's say you make scarves every winter and you sell your scarves for $2. But then, if you do a little research and you look around in stores and at other boutiques, you see they're selling theirs for $40 and $50. Then that means you should probably be selling yours for $40 or $50. (laughs) Like, look around in the marketplace and see what other people who are on your level or above, or even if they're at a level that you're trying to get at, find out what they're charging for their stuff and raise your rates accordingly. I don't have time in this podcast to get into it, but there's all sorts of ways to raise your rates, all sorts of tactics. I'll give you the simplest one I have. I learned it from Chris Doe, I think, one of my mentors, is let's say you're charging $50 to do your thing, right? The very next person who asks you to do your thing, tell them that your rate is double. They don't know that you did it for 50 last time. Just tell them, you know what, my rate is $100. And if they say, okay, great, I'll take it guess what? Your new rate is now $100. It's not 50 anymore, right? right. That's the lowest you should go is 100. And you keep doing it with every new person. Like, You can either double it. I've heard people say double it, like go 100, 200, then 400, 800. Or you can do it incre- incrementally by percentages, whatever you feel is comfortable. But raise your rates. And if they say no, let's say you go from 50 to 100 and the person's like, "Ah, eh, no, I don't want to pay 100. Okay, negotiate down. You know that the lowest you'll go at this point is 50, so at least get a little bit above 50, and you won't feel like you lost anything. So that's one thing you can do to increase your income is just raise your rates now. Just do it. Another thing you can do is offer more products and services. If you are a graphic designer, maybe you can start offering consultations or templates or something that can go along with your graphic design skill set that isn't exactly what you do currently. Increase your offering. You can also side hustle. and That might sound crazy because you're probably doing your thing as a side hustle now. You might already be on that nights, weekends, and lunch breaks vibe or you're just squeezing in all the time you can in your spare moments. And that's cool, but maybe you need to have a different type of side hustle, one that's not necessarily tied to your passion. I've got an uncle, call him Uncle B, who lives in Virginia. And I'll never forget for years as I first started kind of getting this entrepreneurial itch I couldn't understand why he owned a grave digging business. And he worked with funeral homes and and people around the state to like dig graves. And I couldn't understand for the life of me, like for years when I first met him, I'm like, dude, why you dig? Like who, who wants to dig graves? That is so weird. Like, why do you do this? And so eventually the more conversations I had with him, it finally clicked. He was like, I don't know. I'm not passionate about digging graves. Like no one who wants to dig graves. I don't do this because I love it per se. I'm doing it because it allows me the freedom to live life on my own terms. So I have the freedom to do the other things that I actually am passionate about. I was like, damn, bro, that's a whole cheat code right there. And I'll get into this passion thing later. But man, it's you might need to find something that is a side hustle that you have time to pay your bills and pay your expenses and stuff so that you still have time to do your art or your craft in your free time. So that's something to think about. Side hustling. If you're working a job, you can negotiate to get a raise on your job. Now, if you're not the greatest worker, <laughs> if you're not the greatest employee, don't expect a raise. I used to manage a tech support team at a tech company. And you know, folks would hit me up every now and then like, yo, I think I deserve a raise. and da-da-da-da. I want to meet with you. And I'm like... Okay, we can talk, but what have you done to deserve a raise? (laughs) Like, like you don't get a raise just for doing your job, right? You don't get a raise just for doing the bare minimum. You get a raise for going above and beyond, for seeing problems and challenges in the company that you can help solve and going and being proactive and solving them, having a track record of being dependable, of bringing the company more money. There's all these sorts of things that basically you have to add value if you're going to ask for a raise. But that is an option. You can also find a better job. And I'm not necessarily meaning one that pays you more money. That's an option. That's a good thing. But you might be working a job right now that drains you creatively. A lot of folks, depending on what your creative craft is, you need your mind. You need your creative juice, your mojo. You need whatever that is up inside in your heart and in your head to get your stuff out. Like It takes a lot of that internal energy. And if you're spending all of that energy during the day working your nine to five and it's just draining the life out of you. By the time you get home, you don't want to touch your thing. You don't have the time. You don't have the energy to even start because you're like, yo, dude, I'm drained. I'm tired. I'm going to eat. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to maybe drink a beer or some Kool-Aid or something, some water. And I'm going to sleep because I got to get up and do it all over again tomorrow. And so you may need to find an opportunity or a job that does not drain you that way maybe something where you work more with your hands. I heard of a music producer who, as she was growing her music production career, she cleaned houses by night. That was her thing. She would put headphones on and listen to music and beats and think of song ideas and she would just clean houses. She had a house cleaning service. Perfect side hustle because, right, you don't have to use much of your mental and creative energy to clean someone's house, but it gets you paid so you have time and energy and money to go do the thing you really love to do. And so that's an option, maybe find a better job and maybe you need to keep your job. You're gonna hate me for this, I'm sure, especially if you want to own your own business and do your thing full time. There's all these people around here like, oh, quit your 95, no, 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 I feel you, but depending on what life stage you're in, you might not wanna do that, all right? Now, if you were in college, And you're single, you don't have many responsibilities, not many bills, and you can live with your mom or your dad for a while or with a friend, sleep on their couch or whatever, then by all means, you might need a chunk of deuce to your job and (laughs) and go figure it out. But if you're like me, if you got a family, you got a whole wife, a whole kid, some whole kids, bills that come out every month, it might not be the best time. And if you don't have three, six, maybe 12 months worth of living expenses saved up in the bank on the side for those rainy days, because there will be rainy days, it's probably not a good time for you to leave your job. I ain't telling you what to do, but I'm just saying, from my experience, it's sometimes better to hang on to that nine to five to have a secure income, secure insurance, benefits, all that good jazz. You're gonna get a paycheck every two weeks or every month while you spend those nights, weekends, and lunch breaks building your thing on the side. All right, I've spent too much time on tip number one. I gotta move on, but that's the first one. Find ways to increase your income. Tip number two. This one's probably going to be short, but my second tip for you, if you want to avoid being a starving artist, is to manage your finances well, all right? I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not your principal. I'm not your mom, your dad. I'm not trying to boss you around, but yo, if you are mishandling your money, you ain't going to make it, fam. Like, like whether you are doing your thing as an artist or creative person or not, money management is a very important thing. And going back to the Christian perspective, God has a lot to say about stewardship and managing well the resources that he trusts us with. So I encourage you to manage your finance as well. I'm not going to spend too much time here, but some of the things you can think about are increasing your assets and decreasing your liabilities. Assets are things that add to your life and that make more money. They generate more revenue. Liabilities are things that don't make any money or they decrease your revenue. So you can use your own imagination and think about some of those things, but increase your assets, decrease your liabilities. Also living below your means is a good idea. If you are making $2,000 a month, then your expenses probably shouldn't be 5,000 a month. (laughs) Find a way to live beneath those means. And especially if you can do it in a way where you can save 10% of your income and give 10% of your income and then invest 10% of your income and then live off the 70. I think I got that from a book called, I think it's called The Alchemist. If not, I'll correct that in post. But yeah, there's a book, I believe it's called The Alchemist, where the whole, there's talks about all these money-making principles. And one of them was finding a way to live off of 70% of your income and saving the rest of it, giving the rest of it, investing the rest of it. And then in terms of your finances, I would also encourage you to reinvest in your craft. Part of the reason some of you are broke listening to this is because you don't put any money into your craft. You don't invest in new equipment or in learning, in courses, in books, in masterminds, networking groups, marketing and design, like whatever it may be, there's always an opportunity to invest back into your craft. And that's one way to help grow what you're doing and start to make more money. It takes money to make money. I'm sure you've heard that phrase. It's true. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways to get things done for free, but it also takes money to make money. So that's tip number two. I got one more tip for you, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and I'll be right back. Set yourself free. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Haley Entertainment, helping global brands and creators leverage music, film, and TV and digital content to engage audiences on a human level. Discover more at lamarhaley.com. Being a creator isn't easy. Whether you're juggling last minute deadlines, working with difficult clients, or team members, or you're just not feeling confident in the things you create, it's easy to feel overwhelmed, frustrated, and like no one understands what you're going through. Well, here at Team GodFrame, we got you. That's why we created the GodFrame mailing list a weekly-ish newsletter full of stories, tips, and inspiration to help you thrive on your creative journey so you can get back to making art that moves the world. Get that creative boost you've been waiting for from Godframe straight to your inbox. Sign up now at godframe.com slash mailing list. Got a question you want to get answered on the show? Or you just want to give a shout out? Now you can. With the Anchor platform, you can record a personalized voice message for a chance to be featured on an upcoming episode of The Godframe Show. Leave a message now at GodFrame.com forward slash podcast. All right, welcome back. We're talking today about how to avoid being a starving creative artist, how to Build a thriving creative career in a way where you're not hungry every day and like not able to pay your bills, but that you actually are making money while being able to create the things you create. So my last tip for you is to find your magic sauce. Now, this is based on a Japanese concept called Ikigai. And I first learned about this from my mentor, Chris Doe. And the whole idea, I've seen simple versions of this and more complex versions. I'll give you a more simple version. Is There's these four, if you can imagine, four circles or four quadrants, right? Imagine this is four areas of life that you can go into when it comes to picking what you want to do for a living. And so there's one area that is you know, things you love or things you're passionate about. This is something that you obsess over, something that if you could watch a TV show about this thing, nonstop for the rest of your life, this is what you would choose to watch. Or I heard someone say once, if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only have four books and these books had to be on this one topic, what topic would it be? That's something you're passionate about. Something you can talk about all day, something you read about all day, you obsess over, you're always looking at content about it, you're always listening to things about it, like passion, a thing you love. So that's one area. Then you got another area This is something that you're good at, something you are skilled in, you're dope at. People are always telling you like, man, you are really dope at this. You're good at this. You're a master of this area, right? It's pretty simple. Either you're good at it or you're not. Then you got another area that talks about what the world needs. So this is not necessarily world hunger and making world peace or anything like that. It's not that deep. It's more so like things that add value to the world or things that solve problems in the world. A simple example, People got funky teeth, funky breath. Someone invented a toothbrush so we could brush our teeth in a healthy way and in a comfortable way. Boom. That's something the world needs, right? It doesn't have to be an invention. It could be something that inspires people or entertains people or feeds people. Whatever it is, something that the world actually needs. And then the last quadrant that I want to talk about is something that you can be paid for. Or would people be willing to pay you for this service or not. So the way this game works is let's say you're looking at all these quadrants, right? And almost like a Venn diagram. If you put them together, the sweet spot is if you can find something or some things where you get to combine something you love that you're also good at, and the world also needs it, and people will pay for it. Like, that is the magic sauce. That is the sweet spot in the middle. And it's not every day that you find something like that that scratches all those itches or checks all those boxes. But the more, the closer you can get to all those things being combined, the more fulfilled you'll be in your creative life. Uh, For example, a lot of times we'll get one or two of these things and we wonder why we're not successful or we're not fulfilled. For example, let's say you find something that you love and you're good at it, but it's something that the world doesn't need and nobody's gonna buy. Okay, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means it's probably a hobby for you, right? You're dope at it and you love it, but no one's gonna buy it. Okay, it's a hobby. Great, people need hobbies, but don't look at that thing as like, oh, I'm gonna keep doing this until I get rich off of it. You ain't gonna be rich, homie. Like, you just, that's a hobby. Or another example, let's say you're really good at something. And people will pay for it and the world needs it, but it's not something that you love. It's not something that you're passionate about. You might be in the situation now, this is called a job. (laughs) Basically, this is somebody paying you for something that you're dope at, but you just don't care about it. You're not passionate. So yes, your bills may be paid, and yes, you'll be able to sustain your life, but you won't feel creative fulfillment and so I think the goal here is find something or some things that get you close enough to, or that you're even allowed to tick all these boxes off. That is ultimate creative fulfillment. But in the meantime, you might have to find some other options on your way to that glorious state of fulfillment. For example, going back to my story of wanting to be a famous musician, eventually. My goal changed from wanting to be a famous musician to, you know what, I just wanna be a musician. I just wanna be able to make music whenever I want, every day if possible, while still paying my bills. But I had to realize that one, I'm not gonna be famous at this point in my life, and two, music may not always necessarily pay my bills consistently. So I stumbled on this thing called sync licensing, and basically this is where you get to make music that gets used in movie trailers and TV shows and films and video games. And is a whole world that I didn't even know existed that has nothing to do with your level of fame or how many Spotify listeners you do or don't have or how many people are listening to your music. It doesn't matter at all. All that matters is you can make great music that can fit what these music industry folk are looking for for their productions. And so I'm like, yo, this is... This is a layup. This is an alley hoop for me. I am really good at making music, and I love making music. And to this point, it hasn't really been a thing that makes me a lot of money. But what I'm finding is in the sync licensing world, these corporations and these brands pay big dollars to use your music in their productions so I'm like, man, I don't have to go on a tour and be away from my family or I don't have to necessarily work and slave away at a job I hate. I can keep making this music. And while even if payments aren't coming in for it, in the meantime, I've got this video production company on the side. All right. Now this is my full time thing because i got clients and people are paying us to do what we do. And I was doing web design for a while and graphic design. So it's all of this, this combination of it may not be one thing that gets you where you're trying to go. It could be multiple things, but you just got to be wise about what those things are and how they serve your life and other people. Is what you're doing a hobby? Is what you're doing a side hustle that could potentially grow into your full-time thing? Is what you're doing something that you're not even good at and you should just probably not fool with it in the first place? <laughs> you got you to gotta be real with yourself about where you are in this stage of your career, And find a way to sustain your living financially while also doing what you love. Even if it's not one thing that provides you both of those things. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. This has been the Godframe show, and I'm your host, Godframe. I so appreciate you for taking time with me on your commute or on your walk or laying in the bed, taking a shower, wherever you at. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And you can probably hear my kids in the background because they're going nuts outside the door. But anywho. that's what it'd be like when you work at home. I <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. Look forward to hearing from you. Hit me in the DMs if you want. Hit me up at Godframe.com. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Get up. Get crazy.